Zaptown Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway. Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been out at Golden One Center covering camp, and you can read all their news and notes from training camp at sacktownsports.com. In football, the New England Patriots have acquired big-money free agent J.C. Jackson from the Chargers in a trade for a late-round pick swap. And in baseball, it's day two of the wild-card round. The Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays, Milwaukee Brewers, and Miami Marlins need a win today, or else they will be eliminated from the playoffs. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Now let's get started here. We got Styles and Watkins right here on Sac Town Sports. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sac Town Sports. We are here. Yes, yes, yes. Styles and Watkins, day two. Day two. Got you from 10 until 2. And we got some Kings. More disrespect because that's oh just God. what happens. Stop. We got some Niners talk. We have more sound from Media Day. We're going to talk about a guy that we haven't talked enough about, and his name is Keegan Murray. We're doing his comps, and we're doing what his ceiling is. But I begin with saying hello to my new friend, Chris <laughs> Watkins. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? How'd Sacramento treat you last night? It, it treated me well. Good. It treated me well. Like I said, I was just around the downtown area. Yeah. I was at that Holiday Inn, which basically splits Old Town and Downtown. Right. So I got to do both. Oh, okay. I mean, I was hobbling a little bit yeah, by right. then, but <laughs> I got through both, and Old Town was nice, and yeah. then I went over to Morton's and saw everybody already in Kings gear. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I've never been to a Kings game right. in Sacramento, but on a random day like this, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely easy to see how popping this place probably oh, is man. when a game is going down. It gets crazy. I mean, like when for, for game one and game two, which we talked about yesterday and have talked about since it happened, like I, I keep saying it was the clo- it was King's cello. Yeah. Like it was just it was King's fans from wall to wall. Right. And I've never I've just I've never seen that many people that many people in King's attire in like a, a concentrated area. Mm-hmm. It gets ridiculous over there. What do you think of Doko in general? I mean that I mean that I thought whole it was great. Area is I just, thought it was great. Yeah. So for me, I have a five month old, mm-hmm. right? So my whole thing is I was confused trying to figure out if I just haven't been in these streets for a while or if it was kind of lit out here on a Tuesday. So I think it was a little bit of both because, yeah. you know, there are a good amount of people out enjoying themselves. Yeah, so for sure. it was it was good stuff, man. It yeah. was good stuff. And now I'm starting to think when you look at other teams and other fan bases, mm-hmm. the comparison is different because most teams, most cities, they have multiple teams to celebrate, exactly. right, When it, in terms of baseball, football, and basketball. Mm-hmm. Most of them have all three, right? Sometimes More even often. hockey, too. And, and hockey as yeah. well. I, weirdly enough, I'm sitting there yesterday at Morton's, and the two people on both sides of me, I got confused for a second. I'm still getting used you know, the Sacramento Republic. I'm, I'm yeah. getting used to <laughs> right. the Sacramento teams, and both people on the left and right of me both say that hockey is their number one. 
So now I'm thinking, does, does Sacramento have a hockey team? No, and the don't. woman on the left said she loves the Washington Capitals, and the woman on the right <laughs> loved the Las Vegas Knights. So I was, it was a very random <laughs> yeah. situation. But I'm thinking, is there a Sacramento hockey team? I'm Googling it on my phone nah. under the table. Is there a hockey team as well? There's a team up in Stockton, but I've... I I've never heard anyone in my life right. say like, "Hey, let's let's make a trek out to Stockton and go watch some." I don't even know what the team well, is. Well, I did go to a San Jose Barracudas game. Okay, and it's cheap. Yeah, right. And if you don't really know hockey that well, right. it's still pretty it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I would say what well, was it, AHL or whatever. Yeah. So I've done the Sharks. Sharks was great Sharks as well. Was great. If you get over there, I mean. We literally, I'm not going to, try not trying to sound cheap here, but had the last <laughs> seats, right? The last seats in the building, yeah. and you could see everything. Yeah. There's no issues. Yeah. It's basically the opposite of football. Right. What is it, the SAP Center? Yeah, is that what SAP it's still called? Center. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's it's a really, really nice venue. I've seen a couple concerts there. I've been to a Sharks game there. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite venues in the, in. I guess you I guess you can kind of consider that in the area, but yeah. I, I really do appreciate SAP Center. So when we compare... Sack and the love for the Kings. Off the top of your head, I'm trying to think of other cities in, yeah. a, in a similar situation. I mean, like, there's always – Portland gets compared here a lot um, mm-hmm. because they – you know, all they have is the Blazers. They now have uh, – I believe the the Thorns is their their uh, women's national soccer team uh, – national soccer league team uh i think they also have the timbers as well so they have uh you know some of the the not top three sports but Mm -hmm. uh it's really tough i mean oklahoma city's been put in a similar situation where there's not much going on there you could argue they have college football at least right um it's really i mean it's it's really unique i would i if I'm not mistaken, actually, like in terms of market size, Sacramento is the biggest market to only have one major professional sports team. Wow. So it, it's it's pretty rare to, yeah. to be in a situation like what we're in here. Technically, I guess you could put Oakland there. But yeah, I guess. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not going to have any teams <laughs> right, coming up I'm pretty sorry, soon. They're just going to have the Roots. Technically, it would it would be you. And I heard Roots. You I hear get, the Roots are can, fun. I hear those are really too. fun. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's get into it. You brought this up to me. We were yeah. talking last night, and the Ringer drops their preseason NBA power rankings. Yep. And you're going through, you're going through, you're seeing, okay, basically makes sense. You see where the teams are at, obviously. No surprise, the Nuggets number one, right. Celtics, all that. But then you're looking for you're looking for the Kings, and you got to keep scrolling. Right. And you're scrolling a little bit longer than you think you should be scrolling. And to all the listeners out here who haven't checked it out, the Kings, are you guessed it, or you probably didn't guess it, number 13. Yeah, almost pretty much in the middle of the league. I mean, you know, there's 30 NBA teams, 15 would obviously be in the middle. Kings, 13, like that just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And then even when you look at the teams that are directly above them, KOC, Kevin O'Connor has the Pelicans and the Knicks above the Kings. It's wild. I just, I I don't see, maybe like, again, for the Pelicans, we talked about them yesterday. If Zion's healthy, right. if Brandon Ingram's healthy, yeah. then maybe there should be they can if, be. There should be an if tier. Yes, there category. really should. And that should be where the Clippers are. Right. You know, you can have the, the Pelicans in there. But to me, for the Kings to be at 13, and I, I'm trying to not be a homer on this, but it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. This is a team that was, whether you feel like it was justified or not, they were the third seed in the exactly. Western Conference. They bring back all the same guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I just, I I. I'm trying to keep a level head about it, but it's just it feels completely wrong. So he has them broken up into tiers. So yeah. I'm going to go through the tiers and yeah. we'll 
discuss where the Kings are. So first, you have the long game. Fans of these teams should embrace themselves for a season. So basically, the teams that are in in tank mode, right? right? So you have the long game, and then as you get a little bit further down, you have the blow it up candidates, basically teams that... They're not really sure what they're doing, but right. obviously they're not contending. Like in purgatory. Exactly. <laughs> then you have the on-the-rise category, as you can imagine. You got the Nets in there, teams like that. You have the wild cards, right? These teams are enigmas with the talent to soar and or the volatility to implode. Fans <laughs> should be prepared for their seasons to go in either direction. And that is where, you know, the Hawks are. Next, you have Young and Hungry, and that is where he has the Kings. The Young and Hungry teams, the Thunder at 15, the Cavs at 14, the Kings at 13, Mm. the Pelicans, as you said, at 12, the Knicks at 11. And then after that, you, you have another category calling them the Fragile contenders so he doesn't even think they are fragile contenders with number 10 being the Sixers and I don't get the Sixers thing (laughs) either I don't I don't get it I don't get it I don't think they're contenders this year I mean even if let's just say whatever some miracle happens and I'm getting reports before the show started that James Harden's reported to to Philadelphia 76ers training camp so let's assume for whatever reason that that gets patched over and James is happy even then I don't I don't know if I consider the the Sixers contenders because of I just don't believe that that James Harden's going to give it his all this Me year neither. regardless of of whether or not if on the surface it's yeah. okay and he's going to play for them I just I can't see that situation from a chemistry perspective working out has anybody seen James Harden I mean last no. time I saw him wasn't he buying Bun B's burgers or I don't know <laughs> what he was doing I just I don't trust him but even if we take it back to the west you have the knocking on the door category and that's where they have the Grizzlies at seven, Disrespect. the Warriors at six, the Lakers at five, that's fine. And after that is the S tier, the Suns, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets. I don't understand how a team that took the Warriors, who they have at six, yep. to game seven yep. with a top 10 player in the history of the game is under all of these other teams. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you're going to put them in a category, the knocking on the door seems like the perfect exactly. one to put them in. Sure, you don't have to have them at the, the top end of that. But yeah, have them as the first team mentioned in the knocking on the door because to me, that's exactly what the Kings are. I mean, if they can remain healthy, I think that they very much are knocking on the door right. of being a, a real contender in this league. We were talking about it yesterday, that second leap. No one ever really sees that coming, and I think the Kings are, are primed more than – or just as primed as a team like the Grizzlies at this right. point. Like, I don't know why you I, – I think you can make an argument for the Kings being about to take another step in the same way that you can make the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the, the Lakers, all the same. I mean, to me, the, all those teams are bunched up in a category together. I don't understand the East Coast thing, the Eastern Conference thing, fine, whatever. whatever. The Grizzlies is the one to me that doesn't make – very much sense. Yeah. John Morant's not even going to play the first 25 games. Yep. Yeah, he can practice, Ow. but and I know there was that stretch. They play really well without Ja. Mm-hmm. Where is Ja? I I don't get it, yeah. man. No. I don't I don't understand. And they don't have Tyus Jones anymore either. They don't have Tyus Jones who was part of the reason they were yes. able to. Now they did go out and get Marcus Smart sure. and maybe Derrick Rose can turn back the clock and at this point he's turning back a couple clocks yeah, now. Exactly. I mean, we uh. just we just talked about his age. Right. So yeah, it's it's a rough one. But, you know, the other side of this is if you are a Kings fan, this is what you like. Yes, right? Absolutely. And and this is what you're you're used to. 
and you enjoy it. And I think the Kings also enjoy it because they know that they have something else to prove. Absolutely, yeah. We we asked Malik Monk about it on Media Day, and he pretty much said, like, yeah, we hear it. We understand that people still don't believe in us. And I think, to your point, I really think they like it. I think mm-hmm. they enjoy having that chip on their shoulder, still being considered the underdog because – Frankly, I mean, this team does still have a lot that they need to accomplish, and it's good that they don't have a sense of complacency because that's really what can end up doing a team in. If you, you know, we, yesterday we talked about teams that got close to getting over yeah. that that hump and getting to that second leap, but never made it. A big part of that is because these teams will make the playoffs and then feel like, all right, we're in the playoffs now. We're going to be in the playoffs for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and it just doesn't work out like that. You have to have the same hunger and you have to attack the season in the same way every single year. Nothing like truth. It's a cliche, but nothing is earned or nothing is given mm-hmm. in the NBA. You have to go out and earn it all. Yeah, specifically in the Western Conference, yeah. when every single night there's going to be somebody that thinks that they can win a championship. Exactly. Right? Whether it's yep. true or not doesn't really matter, but they think it and they have the horses to do it. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, if the Kings are going to make that leap, it's going to be about De'Aaron Fox. So I'm going to ask Chris how many guards he would take ahead of De'Aaron Fox. That's up next. All that and more. Watkins and Styles here on Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. Talking all things Kings and all things Kings disrespect. And will the disrespect end? You know, it might be interesting... If the disrespect does end, yeah. how Sacramento would react, right? Let, let's yeah. say the Kings win the whole thing, yeah, right? Oh, boy. They win the yeah. whole thing, and you are no longer the underdog, yeah. right? At some point, you probably feel a little bit uncomfortable. You'd yes. be happy, but also, I don't really know how to act. I don't really know how to behave. I mean, the Warriors right. dealt with it in a different way because the Warriors had a really long drought, right? and they were the jokes of the NBA, and now all of a sudden, Warrior fans are... Warrior fans, and they are what they are. But there is a bit of transition period where it's, hey, we can't really complain about not being respected. What what happens when you do get respected? But unfortunately for the Kings, that day isn't today, at least not according to the ringer and and Kevin O'Connor. I think it's it's. Uh, like it, it's a constant process to your point of like readjusting what your expectations should be mm-hmm. for your team. And I think we're going through that even now in Sacramento to a different level. Like, you know, I, I was yesterday was obviously the first day of training camp and hearing some of the questions from the reporters, you can hear that they still kind of ask questions like they're expecting the bottom to fall out a little right. like yesterday. Someone asked, um, you know, no, I'm not trying to call anyone out or anything, but it was like, no, no, you no. know, JaVale McGee was talking and he was like, you know, yeah, there's a couple things that weren't, you know, weren't clicking. But for the most part, it was a good day of, of, of practice, especially for day one. And someone asked him, like, is is that normal? Like, is is, is that or or is that like, is that, is that a bad sign or is that a is that a good sign on for how one. the team on day one? And it's like, you know, you just that question is to me how I interpreted it was. Okay, like, are you, are, are you saying that that this is a different, like, is this different than what normally happens, or, mm-hmm. or is this like, is this just normal? And and I think that you know, just learning, even the media is learning still, like, how to adjust your expectations for what's happening, and and it's it's I I think it's an ongoing process, right, right, and it's a process that I think everybody enjoys because you remember. Yeah. Not too long ago when things weren't going yeah. great. And, I mean, 
you had to do with the big trade with Sabonis yep. and, hey, is this going to work? Who lost? Who won? And honestly, and I know you guys probably talked about it at nauseum, it was one of the most even trades, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think both teams oh, yeah. got what they needed, and and I think De'Aaron Fox is now able to take that step. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it worked out for everyone. So let's talk De'Aaron Fox. Let's do it. And let's talk where he ranks, right? We were talking yeah. about this a lot in the green room in the pre-show and there's just a group of guards that I think we are trying to decide are you going to take that next step or yeah. not right yeah. and if you've taken and there are multiple steps to take but when you talk about superstardom and dare I say the face of the NBA all mm-hmm. all that is up for grabs mm-hmm. if you think about it so I'm gonna say some names and you tell me if you would take De'Aaron Fox over this okay. person. Is this if we're starting a new franchise or are we saying for the 2023 24 This season? coming season. Okay. This gotcha. coming season. So then, like, guys like Dame and Steph are a little bit more in sure. play. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. D'Angelo Russell. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Never in my life. Chris Paul. No. 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 No, maybe a couple years ago. No, I mean, it, you know, like it, it's where where Chris Paul's at now. I mean, can we get Thunder Chris Paul? No, can't <laughs> then, do it. Then no. That's definitely no more machine. of a conversation. But yes. even that's, I, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna take my young guy. They're calling Josh Giddy a point guard. Yeah, I mean, I guess like his, he's a playmaker. Uh, I would, I would say no. I would still say no. But uh, we're starting to get more towards the area where. You know, it's it's kind of pick your pick your pick your style yes. that you like, but yes. uh, I, I would still I think most people would would definitely still take De'Aaron. Drew Holiday. No, I would still take De'Aaron, but obviously Drew brings some things that are pretty enticing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you could argue that you know you, you definitely lose a, a good amount of De'Aaron speed and some other things that De'Aaron can bring, but you know Drew Holiday also has his uh, has his winning traits as well. Yes. It's getting close. We're getting closer. We're though. getting we're getting warmer here. Yeah. Darius Garland. Still getting warmer, but still not quite there. I really like Darius Garland, but I'm not quite there to say after what De- I mean, and this is also like De'Aaron Fox played absolutely incredibly last year, and there's no reason to think that he won't, you know, be on the rise next year. So Right, right. I'll still take De'Aaron. But that one's getting close too. That one's Jamal close. Murray. Ooh. Don't do it, Chris. Don't do it. <laughs> Cut Jump. whatever this. Cut I, whatever he says. <laughs> For injury reasons, I will say no. But uh, Jamal Murray does give a different element that I think would be interesting to see. Like the fact that he could shoot uh, and and still run the pick and roll pretty effectively with Domas would be it'd be an interesting wrinkle to add to this offense. De'Aaron can shoot that thing too, though. He can. He's getting better. Uh, he's definitely getting better. One hundred percent, he's getting better. But it's still not quite where you would want it to be. To where it's like. I mean, you saw in the Warriors series, they're still they're still giving him that shot. I think he took like nine threes a game in that playoffs. Right. It's because they're letting him shoot the ball. And, you know, he, he did hit a good amount of them, but you'd still like him to be a lot more towards that 37, 38, 40 percent from three. And he's he's, you know, more towards the 34, 35 percent. You know, can I say something real quick, please? Because as pretty as people love and we'll get into baseball a little bit later. Yeah. The lefty baseball swing. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that people love watching lefties do. People don't like Tua as much they in don't. part, yeah. I think, because he's For lefty. Sure. Yeah. And as a lefty, obviously, <laughs> I feel some type of way. And I think it kind of happens with basketball, too. 
I love lefty basketball you shots. Think? I I personally do, but I I don't know how a lot of people feel. I've always felt like lefties are a cheat code in basketball. It just everything looks so smooth from lefties. Because I don't know, I feel like people think it looks awkward yeah. sometimes. Oh, for sure. Sometimes it can look really well. I think it's just like it's the mirrored element. It's the fact that it just looks it. Something about it when you look at it on first glance, it just looks off. And mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Some people have an appreciation. I personally have an appreciation for it. I just feel like lefties always have more touch. And right, I just right. think for whatever reason, the jump shot looks, it just looks perfect. It looks so smooth and so connected. So but- you like De'Aaron's jump shot. You just want it to go in more. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. I can, I can exactly. rock with that. Yeah. Kyrie. No, I mean, I can't deal with that volatility <laughs> off the floor. On the floor, he's an, he's a wizard. And yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough to not on the floor just you know, put my blinders on and just say yes, but you, you can't sign up for having Kyrie Irving on your basketball team. You just no, can't. you can't. And that that's why the Mavs, I have no clue what to do with the Mavs. No clue. No idea. Because it could work out, like, it really could work out, and they could be very, very dangerous. Yeah. But there's no real track record to show that Kyrie Irving will be stable. I mean, there's no there's no reason to think that, you know, he's he's going to put all his antics aside and, you know, play basketball Mm -hmm. and that's been a real problem these past couple years is he has not been playing basketball i'm just gonna call the mavs team house of highlights or team bleacher report for sure because bleacher report house of highlights sports center are just gonna be drooling over whatever they do it's just empty calories that's what that that's what the mavericks are to me team iso exactly hashtag team iso street ball (laughs) okay we're gonna do the slip slip and slide (laughs) the back to papa we're gonna do all those things you are not gonna win very many games off the heezies all right jalen brunson no, I, I I like Jalen Brunson a lot. He's a really solid player, but I'm, I'm I definitely don't think he's even touching De'Aaron Fox. We're getting not colder. Touching. There. I think we're getting colder. I'm just not. I'm, I personally don't love Jalen Brunson's game. Okay, okay. I mean, I like his game, but I don't. Oh I don't, no, I, I gotta, I gotta do it. I think I know where this one's going. Tyrese Halliburton. I'm still taking De'Aaron over him. I. I Lo- I like Tyrese. I actually yeah. don't love Tyrese as much as a lot of fans do, but uh, or Kings fans do, I should say. I still think De'Aaron Fox is, uh, Tyrese is has proven to be a better playmaker. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I think he was at eight or nine assists per game last year. He's he's a phenomenal playmaker. He can also shoot better than De'Aaron can at the moment. It but is an ugly shot. Though. It's it's about as ugly as it gets. <laughs> it's I've never seen somebody make the NBA and have a push shot like no. they're in like fourth grade or no, something. It but it works of, for him. It reminds me of Sean Marion. It is very. It's like a. It's a, yeah. It's a little. Marion's was just really right, quick. Marion's was just two hand. Yeah. Tyrese's is a little bit more out, but it is still as disgusting as Sean Marion's. I'll still take De'Aaron just because he's just so explosive, and from a scoring perspective, I trust De'Aaron way more than I trust Tyrese to get a bucket. Yeah, but we're getting clo- obviously. I mean that those two are again kind of pick more pick your style there. Yeah, and well, the thing too is. Passing-wise, I really don't know. I guess you would think that it's Halliburton as far as passing because of what he does, and he puts up these crazy numbers. But if you put De'Aaron in that system, I think he might – be able to pass as much as right. Tyrese and and, and if just he's as truly well. the focal point and it's like every and, and any and everything is running through De'Aaron. Yeah, I could see him putting up twenty five and ten. It's just crazy to me that Tyrese Halliburton is on the verge of 
being a perennial all-star in this league. Yep. And if he walked into the Y and you saw him shoot, you'd say, <laughs> oh, we're good here. I, he would actually give me buckets because I just wouldn't be convinced yes. that he's actually yeah. a good shooter. Like we were talking about yesterday, he would have been somebody who I would, nah, leave him yeah, out there. Let no, him shoot. No, let him shoot. He's with us. Yeah. We're, we're good out <laughs> there. We're good out there. Trey Young. No, I'm still. I hate Trey Young's defense. Obviously, his offense is ridiculous, but I'm still taking De'Aaron just for the size and defensive potential. We will finish this list. Okay, I feel like we're getting close. We are. We're getting close. It's about to get yeah. spicy. You're yeah. not going to want to miss it. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports, Styles, and Watkins taking you all the way up to 2 p.m. We're talking De'Aaron Fox, swipe the Fox. And as Chris said, the fastest player in the league? Yes, I think so. Uh, if it's not him, Kyle, you got any suggestions? If it's not De'Aaron Fox, who's the fastest player in the NBA? John ja Morant. Yeah. That's like where, yeah, maybe like you use De'Aaron's fastest, Jaws most explosive. Right. Oh, if we're doing most explosive, I'll throw Ant Edwards in Ant, there. Absolutely. No, just speed. Just, just speed. It looks- yeah, just speed. I think it's got to be Jaw or De'Aaron. Yeah. Just you know, coast who- to coast. Used to be John Wall. It was John yeah. Wall, and I thought it was Westbrook for Westbrook a little bit. For sure. You know, absolutely. those are also guys that. Never had to learn how to shoot because they were right. just faster than everyone. Right. You and could I, also maybe say Giannis, but not necessarily for speed, but just it takes him four steps. Right, to get some to Usain Bolt type stuff going on. So Swipe the Fox is ranked eighth on this Hoop Hypes list, and I am going through the list and asking Chris which point guards he would take over De'Aaron. And it was starting to get spicy before yeah. the break. It's getting close. And we're going to keep it. Tapatio. Okay. As we're moving forward, is that supposed to be spicy or is that still mid? I'm just. This is more mm. telling of your spice level. It's not. No, it's just a good flavor. Okay. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't call it spice. Okay. Good. Well, All let's right. say with sriracha. It, sriracha's not sriracha's spicy. Sriracha's not spicy. No. If somebody no. said, I do the the chili garlic sauce. Oh, yeah. I go oh, with yeah. the every time. I go with the hard stuff. Yeah. So, so you know sriracha I mean? is your D'Angelo Russell. That's what I'm hearing. It's not that spicy. No. no it's like that's no. like Taco Bell mild sauce. Right. D'Angelo Russell. Right. And, and you know what? I might have to redo this because it's definitely going to be spicier <laughs> than Tapatio. Yeah. So let me just say the fire sauce at Taco Bell. There we go. How about that? Okay. We're getting there. We're All right. There. So let's do it. Damian Lillard. Oh, okay. I think I have to concede here. Uh, and this is just because Dame is, I mean, we, we all know what Dame is. I mean, Dame's ability to shoot, um, you know, he's you still have the health questions, but mm-hmm. I mean, the dude has been 30 points or, or near 30 points per game for pretty much the past, what, five to eight years of his career. Um, and then, you know, De'Aaron Fox obviously has his clutch thing. Damian Lillard's pretty good in the clutch, too. Right. So I would probably have to give the advantage to Dame there just for the shooting. It mainly. probably is Dame, but again, he puts it up. He does. And that's yeah. what he's there to do. Yep. It's You know what's funny to me? It's funny how certain point guards get that stigma of not a real point guard, but some point guards don't. Right. I've never heard anybody say Damian Lillard's not a real point guard. Right. But Damian Lillard does not run any offense. Nope. He has never ran any offense. Yeah. I don't even know how many 
assists he really has averaged throughout his career. Six, if I had to guess. But nobody comes down his road about not being a traditional point guard. But then Steph, it's like it's the main conference. It's like, oh no, he's he's really actually a shooting guard when you when you really think about it. You know, I prefer my point guards to pass (laughs) pass the ball. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Initiate offense. Initiate the offense. Ja Morant. See, this is this is I don't know if you know or not. This is a really hot button argument, and it has been really since Jaw entered the league. Okay, Jaw versus De'Aaron and how they stack up. I'm still I'm taking De'Aaron even still. I think that there, besides just like highlight plays, right. I don't think there's anything on the basketball floor that Jaw Morant does that De'Aaron can't. Well, I'm taking De'Aaron until. Ja learns how to shoot because you talked about De'Aaron not being able to shoot. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I did not yeah. mean it like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it yeah, now. Yeah. I get hey, it now. now. <laughs> so I'm taking I'm taking De'Aaron until Ja develops there, a better he, jump, jump shot. <laughs> there you go. So shooter I, sh- because even still with what you said about De'Aaron, right? I think that he's still a better shooter than. I would say so. Ja. Yeah, I would say so. And if not, it's a, it's a wash, if anything. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Nobody, Jock ja gets the Draymond treatment sometimes. He does. He does. Yeah. He'll hit you. He'll burn you on it sometimes, but. Jaw also is a lot more, to your point, he's a lot more reckless with where, with like, he doesn't pick his spots on where he's yeah. going to take the three. He kind of shoots them like he's Damian Lillard. And right. it's like, nah, man, you're a lot more like tier and Fox. Well, it's an ego thing. Absolutely. And if yeah. somebody's going to disrespect me, exactly. I'm going to prove Yo, to you. Oh, you're going to give me space? Right, Okay. Right. I'm putting yeah, it up. Like, and as yeah, the saying okay. goes, you're open for a reason. Exactly. You know, exactly. so, yeah, the thing about Ja for me is, and even just specifically on the court, the recklessness. Yes. We've seen this before. The the Derrick Rose comps, who's now on his team. And right. maybe Derrick Rose will say, hey, man, you might want to chill. I'll never forget when the... Heat were in the finals before the mm-hmm. one that they won before LeBron. Right. And Dwayne Wade was the Flash. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about fastest players. Yeah. Dwayne Wade was literally nicknamed the Flash. And Dwayne Wade said, Michael Jordan called him and said, you got to stay off the ground. And Dwayne Wade didn't stay off the ground. And Dwayne Wade had a shorter lived career he than he should have. And he was nowhere near right. as athletic as, as Ja. I think Russell Westbrook was able to to power through. He's he didn't really have any injuries. He's a freak though. That's but, why. <laughs> exactly. Like, so no one's built like Russell Westbrook. Is. And well, and he'll tell you that yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> so I worry about His Jaws body, ability yeah, to stay. Sure. And he's already had some injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's trying to dunk on people. It's all fine and good, but yeah. some of the things he tries to do, it, it, he's so young and athletic now he just says, I'll jump in the air and I'll figure it out later. Literally. like, And you can see that calculation happening sometimes in real time where he just he goes vertical. He yeah. literally will go straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, we just met chest to chest. Let me, you know, reverse here. Right. Let me just try and keep Let me ascending. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. And I agree. Like, that's that to me is it's a negative. Like, yeah, it leads to a lot of highlights and a lot of, you know, John Morant leads the league in the uh, miss dunks highlights where yeah. it's like he misses dunks. Great. But even then, it's like if that would have gone in, it would have been the right. greatest dunk of the past 40 years. Yeah. Um. But it's it's honestly a negative. I would say it's a net negative for his game because of like you're saying, like he's it's it's unfortunate to say, but he's just he's going to get hurt. It's it's inevitable. Like if you cannot play in the style that you do and not have your body at some point 
give out on you. Like right. we saw it with Derrick Rose. It wasn't some terrible, you know, you know, he gets bumped in the middle of the air mm-hmm. and then lands awkwardly. Derrick Rose was just driving the lane, tried to take off, and his body just gave out on him. It's 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 just it's going to happen if he continues to play the way he does. And uh, I I do hope that. And I heard uh, Derrick Rose on media day say part of the reason I'm here is to tell him essentially that like right. pick and choose your spots. You don't yeah. have to play like this all of the time. And so uh, yeah, I mean you know to to wrap put a bow on it. I I think that De'Aaron just. He's a little bit better in the mental side of, mm-hmm. of basketball than where Ja is right now. I mean, obviously, physically, Kyle mentioned Anthony Edwards. He's probably the only other person who can match up athletically with Ja, but mm-hmm. he's got to figure out where to to really uh, where to pick his spots. Essentially, I mean, and, yeah. and, and I'm going to be a little corny here, and I just really like how De'Aaron Fox carries himself. Yeah, and 100%. if I'm talking about a leader of a team yep. and a and a leader of other men that are supposed to fall in line. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, the way he goes about his business, the way he make he stays out of trouble, right? Yeah. And that's not even a that's not even a dig at job because there's other point guards and other yes. players that do as well. I think that's part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. the the your star your star player is as close as you're going to get in basketball to the quarterback. Yeah. Right? And and I would use it the same way. You need somebody that is going to, one, galvanize the troops when you need them to. Right. But two, make sure, hey, when things aren't going well, you just just come back to me. Right? And, I, and I'm taking your Steph Curry comp again <laughs> for De'Aaron. Yeah. I think that he has that it factor sure. that I would like if I were a coach or a GM. And right. if I were a player, I would say, I'll play for this guy. Right. Ja, I'll go party with him. You know what I mean? I'll, <laughs> I'll, go, sure. I'll go, to, go back to downtown San- Sacramento. <laughs> and hang out, but if I'm trying to win a basketball game and win a championship, yeah. as of right now, now Ja could mature and a lot sure. of different things, I'd I'd have to take De'Aaron Fox. Ja Morant, to me, is the equivalent of a running quarterback. Mm, and how, I like that. I, I yeah. don't know if it's Lamar Jackson or who sure. enter whatever, Josh Allen, whoever sure. you want to enter, and it's just this idea of you better win while he's young because – yeah, it ain't going to be like this for that long. Now. Not yeah. like this. Right. Not like this. And it shouldn't be. All right. Next, Shay Gilgis Alexander. I mean, I would love to say De'Aaron here, but I just ha- I have to give respect to Shay. What Shay did last year, 30 points per game, first team all NBA. I got to give the the nod to Shay. I like De'Aaron. Again, if we're talking about pick and style, I think I like De'Aaron's style a little bit more, but mm-hmm. just the efficiency, the productivity, the fact that Shea was able to elevate that Oklahoma City team to, you know, making the play. Like, I th- I think I got to go with Shea here. I, I really, really love De'Aaron, and I think that he's – his game, and I, I think that these guys are probably going to be neck and neck for the foreseeable future. But after the season he had last year, I got to give the, the slightest of advantages to SGA. I think that first leap – that we've spoken about, yeah. with the, with the Kings took, with the Grizzlies took as well. The, I think that's going to be the Thunder this year. Mm-hmm. They're young, yes. they're hungry. I think Chet Holmgren. I think people are. He's going to be nice. I think he's going to be nice, <laughs> yeah. and he's he's heard all the chatter. He yeah. could be because he could be Rookie of the Year because he didn't he play. Could. Definitely so, could be. So I I think that's a team. That, I think they're a playoff team. I, think I don't so think too. they're a play in team. I no. think they're making top six seed in the Western Conference. They're going to be more than just annoying. Mm-hmm. All right, 
Got to get to a break. We have two more names oh, gosh. to go through when we get back, and we're going to see <laughs> if Chris, how loyal he is yeah. to his soil. All we'll that see. and more when we get back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. Comparing De'Aaron Fox to other point guards, and it's getting real spicy here. Real quick on the the YouTube chat, we were talking about spice meters. MC Cal CM says Trader Joe Sriracha Ooh. is epic. There's no way it's not. And also Tiger Sauce is sweetly Ooh. spicy. You know, it is. It's interesting how Sriracha is like tissue versus Kleenex, yeah, right? right? Because Sriracha is. The set ingredients, but different, but sriracha, different srirachas taste right. differently. Yes, exactly. Right, and like there's so sriracha. When I think of sriracha, is obviously like that that chili bottle, you know, the yes. red bottle yes. with the green top. Right, and everyone knows that. But apparently, like you're saying, so it's it's a sauce, like it mm-hmm. is a style of sauce that now has become like a like you're saying, like Kleenex, where right. it's like this is sriracha sauce. Made by they're different, Trader, and it's right? Like, no, well then it's not sriracha. It's just they're chili, whatever. Right, but I do believe everyone can use the name because I've seen the name. Uh-huh. Everyone can use the name for sure. But yeah, you could get that. You could get the the traditional sriracha. Yeah, you could get one from Trader Joe's, and you can get a packet right from Pan right. Express or whatever. Yeah. And all three will taste different. Yes. Oh, gotcha. I hear what you're saying. All three Absolutely. Will taste different. Yeah. It's like when you have a, a soda from a can, a bottle, and yeah. then I don't know whatever a third right. alternative exactly. is. Yeah, and they exactly. all taste completely different. Well, no, I don't know if I'm saying because of the packaging. I do think that how they make it, something is really? different with all of them. Oh. There's only one. Yeah. The green, There's only one the that's green like top. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the quality one. See, I haven't really been that ex- exploratory with my sriracha. Like, Clearly, I really I only go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, I trust that Trader Joe's is bomb. Like, I've never had anything bad from Trader Joe's. Right. So I would expect it to be bomb, but I've right. never really. Uh, yeah, I've never explored this. Now that's definitely going to have to be something. Well, it that wasn't I've, on purpose. I'm going to pay a lot of attention. to It wasn't now. on purpose. Where yeah. I'm at, there's a Safeway right next to a Trader Joe's, and the Safeway oh. was out. Oh, they were got out. You. So yeah. we just got the sriracha one from. Trader Joe's, right. and I said, you know what? This is not this is same. different. Yeah, I, I'm not. It's not bad. It's just yeah. different. It's just different. All right, we got two more names, and you know, this is a tough one. There's there's age involved with one of them, mm-hmm. but also he is who he is. And this next one, I'm gonna get on. I did a, my gripe with you, yeah. Brock stars yesterday with the Brock Purdy fans, and I got a gripe for this one. But first, let's go to that bad man, Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, I think that we saw in that game seven just how valuable it is to have Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, you know, it's it's not directly the Kings had De'Aaron Fox and mm-hmm. the, the Warriors had Steph Curry, and it was it was that simple. It was just the fact that Steph Curry is better than 98, 99% of everybody else in the NBA, and you, you got to take him. I mean, for that exact – like, that, that game seven is – checkmate like that's that's game point match that's that's everything that you need to see to understand why having Steph Curry on your team is is the right move pretty much over everybody else in the entire world well it also told me that when they 
won game seven, I was pretty sure they weren't getting past the next round. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you don't want that Herculean effort from yes. Seth that early. In the first round. In the first round. You don't want to go seven no, and require no, no, 50 no. to escape a game seven. <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not the recipe for success. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more of, I mean, really, Steph and the Warriors, uh, since they've been good, the Kings haven't been a factor for a lot of it. Yeah. And I think Steph just kind of felt like, we can go down. We've gone down to LeBron before. Right. But I cannot go down to the Kings to the because Kings, to me right. that would really start the conference. You lose oh to LeBron. My gosh. Can you imagine the offseason talk oh, they, oh, if the Warriors would have you're, lost you're to the washed. Kings? It's over. You're it's washed. O- like, and that's what it felt like in real time. It was, you know, maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of like Planet Earth recently, but okay. it felt like, you know, lions that are yeah. they feel like their their territory is being like their backs are against the wall. And mm-hmm. that was that was the response of like a a wounded animal almost. It yeah. was, hey, we have to show what we still got and why we should still be feared. Yeah. Even though we might not look like the killers that we once were, we need to show that we we're not we're not vulnerable still, even though it ultimately showed that it was a sign of weakness that yeah. that they struggled to get through that series. But to me, that was just yeah, that was that was a great a great player, all time great player, putting it upon himself to, like you're saying, just say, hey, this is not how we're going to go down. This no. is this is not how the Warriors dynasty ends. Is with the Sacramento Kings, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years, taking down a, a juggernaut. It can't happen. It can't. It, it, can't it wouldn't happen. have made sense. No. Even no. Hollywood would be like, "That's that's ridiculous." Well, it's interesting because from my point of view, I was always wondering, well, would it be worse to lose to the Kings or to the Lakers, right? Because of the whole the Steph noise LeBron of all thing, that, yeah. I, I guess you're convincing me that it would be the Kings. Yeah. And in part, no offense to the Warriors, but you've lost to LeBron before. So right. it's, yeah. not, it's not the biggest it's not deal. The, yeah, we've and plus, done it like, before. they tried to build that up like it was, oh, right. okay, this is going to be Steph LeBron part, what, whatever, <laughs> five or whatever. And it's like, no, this no. is not. This is not the same. These guys are not the same guys. These teams are not the same teams. And Didn't Lonnie not Walker have like fifteen points in a quarter of one of those? Oh, games? Lonnie Walker like, shut a, that series. Yes, that was down. a weird series. It was that was a really weird, weird series. And in a weird way, LeBron had his moments, but he kind of got carried a little bit. A little bit. I yeah. mean, every I time. I mean, that was AD just. Being it was AD. Uncontrollable. It was yeah, AD. Warriors had no answer. for Every him. time the Warriors tried to get rolling. Some random dude yep. just started hooping. Yep. Right. I mean, it, it didn't. It, whether it was somebody Lonnie, else, did Schroeder have a game? Or Schroeder so, had, a game. had a game. Reeves definitely had one. Reeves, Reeves had a D'Angelo couple moments. D'Angelo Russell decides. Oh, that's I'm, right. He I'm had that first cook. half. Ruri Hachimura. That's oh, what it was. My, that oh, guy couldn't God. miss all playoffs. He couldn't. No, he could not miss. All right, last one. Here we go. It's and time. It's time. I'm going to concede my time here. Luka Doncic. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry. I love. I love De'Aaron. Uh, I wish Luca's jersey were were in this room. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to take Luca. Wow, I am. I'm not saying Luca's better. I'm saying I don't really enjoy Luca. Yes, I don't enjoy sure. how he plays. Yeah, I don't enjoy how much he whines. Yep. I just again leader. Yep. Right. I think if we were putting the different categories, Luca's probably winning in most of them. Mm-hmm. You give De'Aaron speed. You give De'Aaron yep. a couple of different things. But leadership-wise, yeah. it's De'Aaron all day. Yes, sir. Okay, it's De'Aaron yep. all day. I think that the Mavs do not know what Luka needs. Mm-hmm. He's gone through, he had multiple guys 
right? He had Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Okay. He had Jalen Brunson. He did. Now he has Kyrie. Right. They're on Shark Tank, and Mark Cuban is just <laughs> trying to figure out what does Luka need. And the and yeah. I think ultimately what it is is Luka Ball ain't going to win. Yes, exactly. To me, that's that's the biggest thing is Luka needs somebody else next. Luka needs someone he respects next to him. And I think he respects Kyrie to an extent, but I, I think he needs somebody of his caliber mm-hmm. to kind of take – I mean, essentially, he needs the ball out of his hands. Yeah. He cannot have the ball in his hands nearly as much as what he does right now because, to your point, it's not aesthetically pleasing, yeah. and I don't think it's good for his teammates to just stand in the corner and hope that he passes them the ball. Right, and then you're ice cold because you haven't gotten the ball. You then we no don't rhythm. expect the ball. Exactly. You get the ball. Right. So it's, it's probably Luka, right? Just from a talent perspective, absolutely, but – He's he's definitely got his he's, he's got his problems. He's not a perfect player. His stats are out of control, out of this world. But when you watch him play, you can see there's a reason why he still hasn't ultimately found you know as much success as I think somebody who puts up the numbers he does should have. Right, right. So because of that, I understand the pick, but i i wouldn't I wouldn't be upset at anyone who would say, you know what. I like De'Aaron Fox enough sure. that if I put the right pieces around him, right. De'Aaron might need more. So that's the thing, right? Then Luca. Yeah. But if you're talking about a franchise guy, you're talking about a, a, a guy that you can look at as an example, right? I got De'Aaron. It's like, yeah, I mean, to that point, it's like if you're doing a, a 2K fantasy draft or something, and you have mm. the first pick, Luca's staring at you, and it's like, I could go Luca here. Or I could do what I would say is the more valuable thing and yeah. go with a Giannis because it's going to be okay if if you have De'Aaron in the second or third round as your right, pick, right? Because you're just it's just not that big of a drop off. And De'Aaron, like you're saying, kind of brings some other things that you might not get if you take. Yes, you get the talent of Luca, but you don't get all the intangible stuff, all mm-hmm. the the stuff that isn't you know, dominating on the basketball floor. De'Aaron's got the speed, though. He's got the speed, and he's, you know, he he does have a shot. It's just not a three-point shot. His right. mid-range game is is maybe the best in the NBA. Like, yeah. and that's that's a tool that I think is is just undervalued. A lot of people, you know, with this three-point analytic era say the long two is the worst thing you can take. But if you look at Kawhi Leonard, you look at Kevin Durant, you look at Devin Booker, last two minutes of a game, that's the exact shot you want. You want that free throw line extended jumper. Yeah. And if you're automatic from there, that's there's there's nothing you can do. And I think we saw that a lot in the fourth quarter with De'Aaron. He knows how to get to that spot. And once he gets to that spot, it's automatic. You heard it here first. I convinced Chris Watkins <laughs> to take De'Aaron Fox yes. over Luka Doncic. Thank you, Kyle. You're going to have to cut that. Got to get to a break. <laughs> when we get back, we will hear an interview. It is time to begin the Keegan Murray conversation, and that all starts with an interview that Whitey and Watkins did a couple days ago. We'll be right back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. I just think, Steph, enough.